Hello beautiful and welcome to Finding Fertility. Welcome back to another episode of Finding Fertility. I'm your host, Monica Cox from FindingFertility.co. On today's episode, we have another live Q&A that I do for the members of the Trying to Conceive um, community. It is a forum board, an active forum board, where you um, get all your questions answered by a qualified fertility health coach and someone who's been there, (laughs) someone who has experienced all the ups and downs of infertility. So twice a month, I get on live Q&As with you. And if you can't join live, you can send in your questions and I will answer them for you. So this month, we had a few questions sent my way about functional testing. The whys, whens, hows, wheres, what do you do, when do you do them, when you get your results back, how do you handle them. So I really hope you find this um, episode super informational for your own journey, whether you're thinking about if you need more testing or should start testing, especially on the functional side, I highly doubt that your doctors are doing you know, gut health or food sensitivity tests. So if these are things that you want to start looking into, you can first join the community. Um, It is a monthly membership and it is a really great place to first start to, you know, just test the waters to see how you feel working with a functional health coach. And then we have a awesome functional testing package that uh, gives you access to um, three, up to three, you don't have to do three, but you can do up to three functional tests. I get the test results back. I also get you to fill in four different All About Me forms. One is a intense one week diary about how you are eating, living, sleeping, exercising. I take all this information and I compile it into, you know, a big brainstorm and I start digging deep into where the root cause of your infertility might lie. Then we have a great session together. We get to know each other. I dive a little bit deeper into your journey and who you are. Then I create a 30-day specific action plan for you that you can do. So no more throwing darts in the dart with your diet, your lifestyle. We really get down and just get you on the right path to getting and staying pregnant. So go check that out. It's over on the website, findingfertility.co. Without further ado, let's get to the live Q&A. Testing is a really big question that I get a lot um, because it's like, what do you test? When do you test? Where do you test? Um, Who do you test with? Obviously, I offer some functional testing and um, it's quite a big range of testing. Um, Obviously, I like Um, to hone in on a few tests. Um, One, your gut health test is um, a huge, um, you know, kind of game changer to see what's going on in your gut. Um, Other than um, really big symptoms like um, IBS 
or constipation, diarrhea, cramping, bloating. Um, sometimes there can be hidden issues in the gut that don't seem necessarily big to you. But when you're dealing with infertility and especially unexplained infertility, the gut is one of the best places to go and look at. Because if we have something like a parasite going on in the gut, um, that can really wreak major havoc for you. And this is um, something that if you're dealing with secondary infertility or if you've had a child through IVF and you're like now struggling again to have another child um, through medical assistance, this is something that um, could be a big game changer in how you go about your diet and lifestyle changes. Um, parasites are little dicks, man. They can really hide. They can be super hard to detect. Sometimes you have to test um, several times to find them. Um, and then to eradicate them is even harder. Um, it's not even as simple as like take antibiotics. Not that I, that is my first recommendation anyways, but sometimes when a natural herbal um, eradication doesn't work, we try antibiotics and even sometimes that doesn't work. So um, parasites, yeah, man, are a big, big issue and can can be really causing some major damage and just go undetected. You know, you might just not think that you feel unwell. Um, so yeah, gut health is a huge thing that I test for. Uh, food sensitivity test is another um, kind of go-to. It gives us a really good guideline to um, find any kind of hidden hidden foods that you just wouldn't think that you were allergic to or you just haven't been able to pinpoint the things that you are or even maybe if you've gone gluten and dairy free and things just doesn't you know they're just not adding up still it is um, a great test to do to you know just find those hidden factors a lot of the times when um, most of my clients already come to me with they've already changed things up. You know, I don't get clients starting from fresh very often. Um, you know, they've done kind of a lot of the hard work, I would say, before they get to me. And just like me in my story, it's, it's just not working. It didn't, it's not working. Even with IVF, medical assistance, you're not getting and staying pregnant finding those other food sensitivities. Um, like for me, nightshades, um, is a big deal. But with the food sensitivity test, um, they, you know, you might, you're, you might be hoping for like these big red flags and they just never show up because your inflammation is really low already. Um, it's, a, it's a snapshot in time. So it's really dependent on how much of those foods you've eaten. Um, it also comes down to your health. So when you are um, at a higher peak of health, your food sensitivities don't show up as much because your body is able to ham handle kind of the small damage that they're doing now, where when you're at poor health, you... Um, 
your inflammation is higher. So you're more sensitive to react to the foods that you are um, sensitive to. Now, these are foods that you could have been sensitive to since birth, or you have um, gained a um, sensitivity to them. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are fine, fine, fine. And then all of a sudden they react highly to gluten or to dairy. Um, I would say I was probably sensitive to most of these things um, from the age of 10, 11, 12. We also have, you know, tests that do the antibodies. And we check if there's, you know, that shows us a good, um, a good indicator if you do have high inflammation and have antibodies anywhere in the body. Now, I think we talked about this on our um, live Q&A during the 10-day challenge um, that some doctors are saying, you know, your antibodies are elevated or your NK cells are elevated and that's nothing to be concerned about because they're in a normal range and um, or just above. And I would definitely say that if you're still dealing with infertility, that this is not normal and this is something that needs to be um, worked out. So we need to find why your antibodies are being raised. And again, it could be your diet, your lifestyle, or your environment. Um, most likely, it's a huge combination of three, and it's just finding the right balance for you to lower those antibodies. You know, I've talked about this before several times. I was on a very clean diet. I lived a relatively stress-free lifestyle. Maybe looking back, it could it could have been a lot better. I went to do an IVF round and um, it failed. And after that IVF round, I got tested for the NK cells and they were high. So even though you feel like you are doing all the right things, it still might not be enough for your body to start healing again and lowering that inflammation. You might just have to go a few more steps. Now we also do like hair analysis for your minerals. Um, these are always tests that I do after healing processes because a lot of the times um, you, you know, put in a 30 day challenge or maybe you do um, eight weeks. And if things just still aren't feeling right, we do a more targeted approach. Um, because testing is expensive. You know, if you have the money or if you're willing to spend the money right away, you just want to know, I would highly suggest you just do as many tests as you possibly can. But I understand that, like I said, a lot of people have already come to me and they've already spent thousands, if not tens of thousands on fertility treatment. And so money is getting a lot tighter um, and you know, you've done a lot of hard work. You feel like you should, you feel like you should be at the finish line already. So that type of testing is, I reserve it for a little bit later, unless you, you know, want it right now. And this just gives us, um, 
gives us time for your body to heal and see what your body can heal naturally on its own because that's what your body is always trying to do. Your body is always trying to get into a homeostasis state of mind. And most of the time, it does that really well on its own if you lower your inflammation and give yourself time to de-stress, time for yourself, and nutrients that it needs and wants. So a nice wide variety of foods, clean, fresh foods. And so when those things aren't working, that's when we look at what do we need? What do we need to specifically target? Because if you say, if I would have come to myself before I started a paleo diet and took all these tests, um, it would be highly likely that I would have probably been on every mineral and supplement going there, right out there. That's, that's available. Um, but that gets expensive too. When you're throwing, you know, 10 to 20 different supplements at someone, um, you know, in the FDN practitioner, you know, the way we do things, we do use targeted supplements, but I have noticed that um, within our community, we talk, we exchange information. And when someone comes to one of us without doing anything, the list of supplements is insane. And to be honest, I really want to try to avoid that. I really believe that the body is able to regenerate without throwing a shit ton of supplements in it. Okay, so there's other little um, but important tests that we can look into. So if you feel like you've been in a moldy environment, um, a mold could really jack your system up. So this is something that we can test again. Once again, it's an IEG, IgG testing. So it is a snapshot in time. It's in about how you're reacting then and there. So I've actually had a client before who um, digging into their past, and this is why I get you to fill in um, all your about me forms. Um, digging into her past, she had right when she was trying to conceive, um, they were living in a house that was full of mold. So from that time to working with me two years later, um, she wasn't in a moldy environment anymore. But I could go back and see why she had been struggling with infertility. So if she was still in that moldy house, I would highly suggest getting a um, test done and obviously start eradicating the mold as much as possible. Um, but because she moved out, it was about two years ago. We didn't do the test, but I, you know, highly, you know, highlighted that area of like, there was a few other issues as well, but that mold could have absolutely been imp impacting um, any kind of like her endocrine system, you know, her gut function, her mental health. Um, it's a really nasty thing. So if you are aware that there is mold in any environment that you're in, I highly suggest you get that sorted. And um, if you do 
want a um, test to see if the mold is affecting you, you would have to do it right away. It's not something you can do, you know, a few months down the line or a few years down the line, because just like the food sensitivity test, it is a moment in time, what your body is doing right then and there reacting to those um, sensitivities. Another one that I like to do is um, the um, absorption and how you're absorbing the nutrients. So usually when we do a gut test um, in the beginning, we know that the absorption isn't great. So this is another test for later on after you have done some healing and if things just still aren't right, you know, you see a lot of people um, eating correctly, but they're actually not absorbing the nutrients um, that they need to heal and get, get everywhere else in their body. So, so things just don't return to normal. Now, if you're not absorbing right, um, it, it once again goes back to the health of your gut. And so how we would, um, you know, get you on a plan to increase your gut health and um, pathogens and parasites. Once again, those little dicks, they can really wreak havoc and cause, you know, so many issues. And one issue would be, you know, poor gut health leading to not absorbing all the nutrients and minerals that you, you need. So also one other testing that um, is available is the Dutch hormone testing um, and a comprehensive thyroid panel. Now, these two I rarely do. Um, one, because you can get them through your doctor. Um, whether or not you get a full comprehensive one is the question. But also the hormone testing, um, like I said, a lot of women come to me that have been through a lot and they already know whether or not their hormones are working. Um, so these are tests that um, are available and um, give us so much information about what is actually going on in your body and especially with your thyroid. Um, I know that we had a question over on the forum boards about, you know, digging deeper into a thyroid panel. And a lot of um, doctors do not test, you know, a whole range. So what you would want to get in a thyroid panel is your TSH, your free T4, your free T3, your reverse T3, um, your thyroid preoxide antibodies and um, another type of antibody, which is your TGAB. Now, these are all super important to look at because if you're only looking at one or two, you know, you might miss something else. And also, the optimal ranges um, in a doctor's office might be a little bit wider because they're looking at a wider population. And for the most part, the people who get tested for these things are sick. So what has happened over the years is that the, um, you know, the ranges have grown. 
So when you look at a functional or when you take a functional approach, those ranges are much smaller. We, um, we look at the ranges as a, um, a healthy population and we narrow down the sick population. And so you want the ranges of the healthy population. So it's a much more um, um, stringent way of looking at things. Um, you know, a lot of people, when you're in these normal ranges in the doctor's office, um, for a lot of people that I see, they're either at, at the top end or at the bottom end. And like I said, that's out of range for a functional approach. So that's also something to look into. Um, even with your doctor, you know, if you um, have this knowledge, this power, um, you can go into the office and say, this is what I want. And this range isn't acceptable. Now, it's highly likely they're not going to offer you diet and lifestyle um, advice. It is mostly going to be a thyroid medication. Now, a thyroid medication is really useful for people who have, you know, severe thyroid issues or even to help you get back to normal. But when you are put on a thyroid medication, you have to be um, keep in mind that it mimics what your body's supposed to be doing. So if that continues long enough, your body stops that process. It's like, I don't need to do it anymore. I have this, I have, you know, what I need. I have the hormones that I need. And this just depletes your thyroid more and more and more. And you have to get on higher medication. Um, sometimes some people react well to it. Some people don't. Um, it's, I wouldn't even say it's a band-aid approach because um, it's not like a quick fix. It's it's not like you know take this for a few months and you'll be better or you'll accomplish what you want. So, you know, using an IUI or IVF, sometimes um, we can look at that as a band-aid approach. It's a one-time you know kind of offer thing. Here's your results. You know, it's not a continuous thing where things like the thyroid um, medication or even birth control is having a long-term or can have a long-term effect on the way your body naturally processes all those hormones. So that is testing. And I always get lots of questions about when, where, what, who, how. So I hope that um, kind of helped you in your journey of where you would like to go and your next steps with testing. I obviously offer testing. I do two ways that you can test with me, a functional testing coaching package or the eight-week coaching package. Um, if you have already done the Kickstarter coaching package with me, this is like an add-on that you can do um, later on. So I also had a question about um, when the food sensitivity test comes back and there's no red flags on it. <laughs> so um, there's a few things here. Now, like I said before, most of the time when you come to work with me, you've already done a lot of things. You've already eliminated things. 
So when you do the food sensitivity test, um, if you have a reaction, um, let's say a slight reaction to gluten or dairy, and you've eliminated those and you've been off of them for a really long time, you've improved your health, it's highly likely they're not going to show up on a food sensitivity test because it is, once again, a snapshot in time. Now, if you really want to know, um, and once again, it's food sensitivity tests aren't 100%, so the really want to know might not ever be there for you. You have to get back onto these foods um, for them to show up on your test. So a lot of the food sensitivity tests I see is very rare for a big reaction to come up, especially in the top five or even the top three, the gluten, um, the dairy, and the corn. So what do we do? There's always, I've never seen a test that doesn't have a mild. So when you get a food sensitivity test, there's um, two different levels or there's three really, right? You're either no reaction, a moderate reaction, or a high reaction. And so we start looking at the moderate reactions, obviously. And when you work with me, I always do a 30-day challenge or a 30-day reset. And all those moderate reaction foods are off the table for you. And this is because we are really trying to, you know, get your body to the ultimate level, the peak health. And those moderates could add up to a high intolerant. So say you had five moderates, and let's just say that they were avocados, cauliflower, salmon, um, bananas, and uh, oh, what's another popular food? Let's just say like steak. You know, for a lot of us, those are kind of some of the top fertility foods that they're recommending. Um, so they would add up really quickly if you were putting in, putting them in your diet on a daily basis. Um, so we just really want to eradicate any inflammation that is going on, especially when we're dealing with unexplained infertility. Sometimes we're never going to pinpoint the exact um, location or the exact problem, especially when we've been working on our diet and lifestyle um, throughout the years and implementing things. You're just never going to know what that exact thing that tipped you to, um, to a, like a fertile state is going to be. Um, so when things show up on your food sensitivity test, we take them really seriously. Now, like I've talked about before, when you're in an optimal state of health, you can actually tolerate some of your intolerances. Um, sometimes you cannot. Sometimes uh, you will be that person like me if I have a, you know, incident with tomatoes and paprika, um, I definitely feel it a few days later. I definitely notice my health, my guts. Um, now, when you pile back on all the stressors and inflammation, whether that be not sleeping, your stress, alcohol, diet, <laughs> environmental toxins, you will see little things in your health decline. 
And the way I now kind of track my fertile state um, is how I'm feeling in my body day to day. And um, it's really interesting when you're on this journey, for most of you, you've probably seen um, a lot of amazing um, improvements in your life. And those are the things that come first, are the small improvements. So this could be your sleep, your hair, your skin, your nails are all looking better. You know, your gut health, you feel healthier, you have more energy, you have more clarity. Um, so all these things add up. I noticed too, you, my PMS symptoms aren't nearly as severe as they were when I was um, in an unhealthy state. So you'll see a lot of amazing things add up. And the what seems to be the last thing that connects for us is our fertility. So it's just giving it time, um, which I know we don't feel very time rich in um, our community. Every month seems like a huge loss. Um, but when you're healing in a natural way, this is, this is what you need to do is um, be patient and give yourself time. And have faith that these changes are going to work and celebrate all your small wins. So when you get a food sensitivity test back and there isn't anything that you feel is big red flags, just keep in mind all of the hard work that you've already done and that we can improve by eliminating these moderate foods that have shown up and continue the healing process. Thank you once again for joining us here on Finding Fertility podcast. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode and you found it informational and it gives you the knowledge and maybe a little bit of courage to go for your next steps in your journey and get down to the root cause of what's going on. Feel free to reach out. My email is monica at findingfertility.co and you can always go over to the website for more information, which is findingfertility.co. If you are loving the podcast, once again, please leave us a rating and review. We would love to know how this podcast is helping and supporting you. And it also helps other women find the podcast when you leave a rating and review over on iTunes. Have a beautiful weekend and we will see you next Tuesday for another Closer Today clip.